Okay, we're live. Hi, this is William Ramsey. Welcome to William Ramsey Investigates. On today's show, I have a very special guest. Her name is Corrine Hutzabout, and I spoke to her really when I first started doing interviews on my YouTube, cha YouTube channel five years ago. And so I was thinking about her because I was going through some of my old interviews. I reposted our interview from five years ago so people could listen to that. But I was like, this. she's like an ideal guest to talk about what's happening here in the United States because of her experience in the, on the continent or in Europe. And Corrine Hutzbaut, her last name is spelled H-U-T-S-E-B-A-U-T. She's the senior advisor at the NEU School of Natural Law. She's also the founder of Victim and Criminal Profiling Academy. She's done a lot of course materials, training projects, and certifications. She's also a world-renowned sex crime pedophile profiler, therapist, and author. She's an expert at the Justice Department in Brussels, Belgium. She's had an FBI internship at the Academy of Behavioral Profiling in California, also an affiliation with American University College of Law in Washington, D.C., as well as the Center International de Sciences Criminelle at the University René Descartes in Paris, also human trafficking and sex, child sex abuse commissioner at the ITNJ.org, an independent therapist for victims of sexual abuse and sex offenders, also worldwide interviews on the topic of killer pedophilia or pedia pedosexuals. She's often called the Clarice Starling of Europe, based or referenced upon the movie Silence of the Lambs or the book. She's also the author of professional literature in the book Child Hunters, Requiem for a Child Killer. She's a seasoned psychotherapist and criminologist from Belgium devoted to making the world a better place. And she also has a new uh, website with references about her work, the full web's www.time2talkaboutit. Org. So it's all one word, time to talk about it.org, where you can see a lot of her most recent work. I think she's published over 20 books, but only there's not all of them are in English. But I did and was able to read through her most recent publication, which is titled Little Sinners, Church and Child Trafficking. She's also done workbooks. That one was recently published May 5th, 2021, titled Ready to Work with Sex Offenders. And another one from 2011 in English is Child Hunters which I think I just mentioned, Child Hunter Requiem for a Child Killer. But this will probably be a very disturbing, on uh, really not a palatable subject for young children, so I wouldn't have this conversation at all with anybody who's sensitive or a young child in the background because we're going to go into some dark stuff. We're going to cover what's known as the Dutro case, something that Corrine was involved in, something that I was looking through as uh, to prep for this discussion was one a documentary titled the perverted world of mark Dutroux. it's d-u-t-r-o-u-x and she was uh, featured in that so she was a part of this case and uh i think it has a lot of relevance to things happening in the u.s today so kareen sorry for the long intro kareen huts about thanks so much for coming back really delighted to talk to you again thanks thank you thank uh, thank you to talk to me also and well, you know, the, the long list you said is because I'm already very old and always well, and still studying. <laughs> That's why. Likewise, I, I feel the same way. So I'm still learning, too. I mean, you've had a long career, lots of uh, really professional handbooks and manuscripts on this subject. Can you kind of talk about your career and how you kind of intersected with the Dutroux case? And uh, we can take it from there. Well, in fact, it started when um, in 84, I think, in 84, 
when a little boy was abducted in the middle of a big town, Brussels, a big, a big city, Brussels. And I couldn't understand that nothing happened. I had children of that age at the time. So I, I couldn't understand. Um, so I talked to a friend of mine who was a police officer and I asked, uh, how is this evolving? Gevreye Kavas was the little boy's name. He was six. Um, in full daylight, in, in a busy town, in a busy city. It isn't, it's not possible that nobody saw something. And he said, well, we are waiting. And I thought, what, you're waiting? Stop this world from turning. We need to find that little boy. From there on, I understood that nothing happened. And later on, when the Dutroux case exploded, they came back. And then that was more than 10 years later, they came back to that little boy and there was nothing in the fire at the police station, nothing. Then there was Lubna Benaisa, also a little girl that disappeared in Brussels. There was only the document from the parents uh, announcing that their child had disappeared. So it were all empty, literally empty files. And I started thinking, what kind of people are this? <coughs> Excuse me. So I started my, my research in what kind of people are these that rape children, that kill them, that hide them, that traffic them. And this brought me to the Netherlands to start with, because there it was kind of promoted. The sexual liberties of the well, the perverts, I will not put a political name on it, but everybody knows who I'm talking about. Um, their rights, their preferences, never ever has been spoken about the victims and the consequences for the victims, let alone the consequences for the whole of society. Because you're creating your own psychopaths by not helping them, by not securing them, that by not having them safe, by not giving justice to these victims. So, uh, of course, you know that you need documents. People want to see uh, degrees, documents. Now, I know that my best universities were the child killers in prison. They, they taught me what went on in their heads. I don't have many gifts, but one I have, I can make everybody talk because I don't judge them. I judge what they do, but I will not judge them as a person. And so um, it's, for me, it's quite easy to get under the skin of um, child sex offenders, rapists, uh, um, killers, but also victims. There's a big difference because I, I, in my academy, everybody has, is obliged to, um, to work with both, because it's impossible to, to understand the interaction between a victim and an offender. It is impossible. Now, they voted a law in Belgium, I wasn't even aware, to stop my work. For me alone, a law. It is a senator who told me that. I even didn't know it. It never bothered me, because that is not going to stop me. Nothing is going to stop me to the right to do the right thing. So, and I fear not. I don't know what fear is. That's an advantage, of course, because I've been threatened 
by police departments in the Netherlands. I have it on tape. Uh, but also they tried to kill me in, in an operation room, in an hospital. Well, yeah, go on. You take your cross and you go on. And then, because I knew so much about the subject and how they work and what the consequences were, I started to work with, child, with uh, children being abused, being raped, uh, be it incest or, or otherwise, to heal them. And with the word healed, I don't like, in fact, the word healing because these children aren't sick. Restoring them is a better word. I wish I had another one, but it is a restoring. They are deeply hurt in their souls. So you have to go to that soul and heal it. The messages that they get when being a victim are devastating. There are five big types of child abuse, five. Emotional abuse, you're ugly, you're stupid, nobody will ever love you, this kind. Then you have the psychological abuse, uh, locking children up in the basement um, in the dark. Those children have no idea about time. They don't know for how long they will be there. Is this for the rest of my life? They, they are deprived from food and water. Um, then you have the physical abuse, burning children with cigarettes or irons, um, uh, kicking them, uh, hitting them. Then you have, and that's a very underestimated one, uh, alcohol, drugs or medication abuse from one or both parents of care or caretakers has a tremendous impact on children. And then this, the fifth one is sexual abuse in all its forms. It goes from um, showing pornographic material to a child to using the child for uh, pornographic um, movies, uh, raping the child. You know, it's a big, big spectrum. Now, if children are um, victim of at least three of the five, they will suffer for the rest of their lives of post-traumatic stress disorder, unless you take care of them as soon as possible. And taking care of such a child, to start with, is getting justice for them, because that heals the victim 70%. Children who see that their abuser uh, has been sent to prison know who is to blame. Children have these tendencies of thinking that they must be bad, they must be uh, stupid, they, they deserve this. So a child blames itself. And if that is not taken care of, it will blame itself for everything that happens badly in its life. So if a child sees that the one who heard them is sent to prison, this is, um, this is really 70% of the healing process of a child. It doesn't have to be for life. It depends on the case. But at least three months of prison is, is the less appropriate because Otherwise, they just go free and the child starts to build up anger, uh, retaliation, uh, frustration. You know, I have one in therapy for the moment and on the outside you think, well, okay, he blames himself, he stays in his victim role, 
but by listening very carefully, I discovered within two hours, the first two hours, that he was becoming very, very dangerous because he had no justice. The, the judge, the, the judge uh, considered there's no proof after so many years. He's only 21 now. And so they start to, to do just exactly the same as the killers and the offenders. They start to fantasize of uh, revenge. Somebody is going to pay for my pain. And most of the time, almost always, it won't be the offender. Because if they are confronted with their rapist, they go in regression. They, they feel fear for the offender. Uh, even if they are 40 years of age, they just fear the offender because of what this person has done. And uh, so they're going to get even. And they're going to get even on a more vulnerable victim. And that's where the cycles go on and on and on. Because you can ask yourself, how is it that they don't get even with those who hurt them? Well, it is because this has such an impact on a child that when they even just hear talk about the criminal, they, wow, they close up immediately. So if you are a bit trained, and it's important to be trained, and not the training they give in universities, because these are professors who are plagiating each other all the time, but never talk to a victim, let alone an offender. They don't know what they are talking about. They really don't know. Um, for me, for my academy, it is almost... Um, uh, I would say... An order to not have traditional training in a university. I want to point out also that most of the universities are sponsored by the Rockefeller Foundations. It's their program or none. So I prefer people without degrees than people with high, high university degrees. If they have high university degree, I want them to write first what their motivation is to work with child sex offenders and victims. I need to know what is behind. I will not allow child sex offenders in my academy. It's important, Victim I think it's hard to interrupt, but I think it's important to remember that the Rockefeller Foundation financed Kinsey, uh, yeah. you know, male sexuality with a completely... Yeah, and uh, it is still taught in universities. Yeah. Same goes with Freud. All these people that have been put on a pedestal in all these years, uh, do some research on them first. They destroyed a lot the psychology of humankind because they had all these titles and they had an Oscar for this and an Oscar for that and then you know a prize for this. But it are the same who give the prize, who give the prizes and the the you know the um, recognition that installed them. You know the red carpets and all that. Right, Kinsey's Kinsey's research has been debunked by I think some very credible researchers, Absolutely. and he was out of his mind. And he, he was a pedocriminal. He, he was a pedocriminal, no question. And he would not let his research be peer reviewed, no, so that you cannot not. be considered a scientist under those. No, nobody knows who those 
children wear. You know, if you if you you make a study of uh, the sex, the orgasm, um, the orgasm on a baby of three months of age by stimulating sexually that that child for twelve hours on end. And this child has convulsions and convulsions because it's, it, it, has, it is in pain, it is in, in, in stress. And then you note how long these orgasms take. Where are these children? Where are they? What have become of them? No way to get to this. And this has been paid by the taxpayers in the United States. It's one, one of the... Well, people should look at table 34. It's horrendous. And then all of a sudden, these studies are the lead for the complete world, for all universities. Still now. It's this amazing. It's horrific. It's torture. Yeah. It's torture. The, there's a fake kind of an, sorry to interrupt, but there's an infamous documentary called Kinsey's Pedophiles where he was garnering information from active pedophiles. I think one was in Germany. So yeah. these are, this is the continuation of abuse under scientific cover. You know, root. Yeah, exactly. Cover. Yeah. Perfect. Now, Kingsley, uh, the, the, the person who was his teacher was a child killer in Germany. And Kingsley used his diaries because they often have diaries to, re, to relive their fantasies about killing children. This diary is the basis of the study. It is horrendous. But also that institute was uh, sponsored by the Rockefellers. People can do their research. It's all there, but you have to want to see it and read it. I find this very shocking because this is where they introduce how you as a pervert are right. You are right. And it's okay. It's judgment-free. Yeah, and he put, he normalized a lot of uh, behavior yeah, that, that currently perfect. wasn't normalized, but he yeah. did it under scientism. It wasn't yeah. actually factual. So. No, no. And, yeah. I mean, and we you, have to question a lot of those very, very famous scientists that all of a sudden are there. Right, good point. Do, do some research. How come that... But even in, in the entertainment industry, how come that certain people all of a sudden are world pop stars? That's a good point. There's a good question here. Like a lot of the so-called scientists, are actually, <coughs> uh, they're actually entertainers. They're literally entertainers. So like Bill Nye, the science guy, was in entertainment, and then he became an authority on science. Yeah. Uh, and there's a lot of scientism taking place with this whole COVID situation, too. But yeah, no, really now, dangerous. <laughs> research <clears throat> now the explanation of why this is used as bribery and blackmail that is because there has been anthropological um research towards uh tribes you know people living in the amazon still making fire with two uh, stones and they discovered that child uh, um, abuse, especially sexual abuse of children, but also hurting children, is genetically in, in humanity embedded that it will never ever be allowed. Before, I mean, 
till 10 years ago, 15 years ago, before these liberals just had got, started to go all the way. Um, when you were uh, a senator and you were homosexual, oh, this was a big, big taboo. You could talk about it, he would lose his job. Um, the same goes for, for high-placed people who were homosexual or who were engaged in sex uh, orgies with adults. Oh, big, big scandal. Uh, now all this is kind of normal. Except because that is genetically embedded in the human being. So this is also the only taboo that is still there. It's the only one and it goes very, very deep. That's why it's such a perfect tool for them to uh, blackmail people and put them in high positions. It's not always a high positioned person that is trapped in something like orgies with children, but often it are very low uh, people that can be of interest for the evil system. I can't, I can't say anything else but evil system because this is evil. So they, then they raise. You know, I ha we have here in Belgium, we had, he, he was an, uh, an educator in, in, a, in a child home. Um, and all of a sudden, he was the Délégué Général au Droit de l'Enfant. He was the commissioner, the highest commissioner for the rights of children. Do your research. He, he was also a senator coming from nothing. And all of a sudden, these people have these places. Do research. He, he resigned a few years ago because there were two complaints against him for raping six-year-old boys. Can you restate his name? What was the name uh, of that person? It's a commissioner. The commissioner in French, it is uh, le, le délégué général au droit de l'enfant. That, that is the, the, um, yeah, the commissioner for the rights of children. And his so, name wow. is, he is, uh, his name is Claude Lelievre. He tried to stop me for years. Also in the Detroit case, it was he who went see the parents to warn them against me because I'm a witch. Wow. I made a profile a year before Detroit was arrested and it was a perfect. Can you talk profile. about that in detail? Because that's part of the documentary I saw was yeah. about the girls at the overpass and you're in the documentary and talk about the implications of your profile and how you came to that profile. Well, it, it was in, in 1995, and those children disappeared the 24th of June. I had practice placement at that moment at the FBI in Quantico, but also I, I was uh, I studied at the American University in Washington DC. We had we had practice placement a bit all over. When I started to get faxes in, because at the time there was no internet a bit, but very little, that two little girls disappeared um, in the French-speaking part of the country. So, you know, one needs to be a bit... Um, you need to know different languages because I cannot go to uh, France 
for to to talk to a child killer if I don't know the language. That's not possible because all these little nuances they are all so important. And so and that, and that was a, a, a cry for help to 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 find those two little girls. They were eight years of age and. Um, and I thought, no, not again. I did just before a double homicide on children and working with the police was a disaster. It's really a disaster. Not that I don't want to, but I'm still today, I'm wondering, is this stupidity or is this wanted? I'm not sure. I think most part is stupidity, but those who, who control those police officers and investigators they, I think they know. They know what they are doing. It's not possible otherwise. Um, so then I came to Belgium and, well, I was overwhelmed. And I could understand these parents, you know, it's very difficult. Um, and so there was a detective, which is not common in our countries. It is in the United States, but a detective who is not a police officer who has been called by the parents, please help us. Our children are, have been missing for three weeks, nothing is happening. And he called me and said, you have to come because I don't know to whom asking to do this. And at first I didn't want to go. Um, but then he said, I, I'll come and pick you up because it's an hour and a half driving and then back and I had children of my own and I had all, already so much work to do because the book a Child Hunters is written before the Dutroux case. You will find nothing in that book about the Dutroux case, but of many other cases already going on. And so I went to see, first I asked this detective, bring me to the place where these children have been seen for the last time. And I make a print of the environment. Is this a high risk or environment? Is it a low risk environment? Are there houses around? You know, all this goes in. I saw that the um, the corn was just cut when I came there, which was not the case three weeks earlier. And children of eight, you know, you know, approximately their height. So I knew when he came from this little road, he couldn't see the children. When he was on the highway. He could, and then he just takes a tour, comes back, pick them up and leaves. This means that this is somebody with a, a driver's license. In Belgium, you need to be 18 years of age. Anyway, taking two children, I learned this from um, the man in the book, Child Hunters, who said that it was uh, very, very difficult to take two children at the same time, because while you, you grab one, the other is running away, and um, he, he was my, my biggest university. Um, so I knew that it has to be somebody who has a certain age. You don't start by robbing the general post office uh, in London or in whatever, San Francisco, at 16. You need experience to do that. You start around your, where you live, but you expand because you become more 
sure of yourself. And so I knew that this was somebody who was between 35 and 40, who was married in a divorce, um, lived in the triangle Liège, Namur, uh, Charleroi. You know, it's not a big triangle. Mm -hmm. It's maybe, I don't know, 30 kilometers like in square, in a triangle. It's not much. So then we went and, and it was very important. Also, we, we tried to find that place and it took 20 minutes before we found it, which says a lot. This abductor knew the area. It's not possible otherwise. Um, because when you are an offender or you are a killer, you are not going at random. You, you need to know where can I ex escape, where, where will I less be seen. This, all this is planned. This is a methodical type. It's not an impulsive one. And so then we went to the parents and there the police was already waiting for me. And uh, they were very, very hostile. I saw people going in and out of the room of Melissa, one of the little girls. And I asked the police, um, did you secure DNA? But they didn't want to answer me. Then um, I asked them, have you made a mapping of the place where these children disappeared? They didn't answer. And then I asked them, you need to go look for people who have been imprisoned for abduction, uh, sequestration, and torture. There are not many of them. You know, it's a very big, little country, and it's even all, the, half of the country. Right. I think yeah. you said in the documentary there were only six people that fit your profile. Like it was a very limited number of people that they didn't look up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. From prison, yes. But then the police immediately said, listen, uh, about we are not in the United States here, you know. And then I said, I'm leaving. I'm going. You can't work with them. It's impossible. Then, so, because I didn't listen, I've put a profile in the newspaper, a big, big page, where I said, you have to act fast because this one is going to uh, reoffend very, very soon. Ten days later, he took an avian. Right, in the very far north of the country, right? And they were yeah, too yeah, yeah. kind of was, older. Yeah, at about 250, 300 kilometers. Yeah. They two were older all, teenagers, yeah. Yeah. Um, but then he took again to uh, younger, those who survived, Sabine and Leticia, who were still in the dungeon under his house. Now, I, I had a lot of trouble. They treated me, I had to go to the police station, they treated me as I was the killer. Uh, it was very traumatizing. I couldn't understand why don't we work together. I mean, this is a very dangerous man. Two little girls disappeared. They were in danger. No, that was not the main. It was their control, you know. And they will not allow anybody out of their control. And that's already a sign that this is a network that they are protecting. I don't have this trouble with a loner, the neighbor who raped his little, uh, the little girl next door. You don't have this kind of trouble. So you learn that there are signs that there is something wrong. There is something not okay. 
And you become very, very skilled in that after a while. I can immediately say, wow, this is a network or this, no, this is not a work network. It's important to know. And you were right. It was a network. Yeah. It was a year vast before, network. Yeah. yeah. It was a network. And uh, there are police officers who testified that they had to observe the house of the truth for months at end. Even in winter, freezing, freezing, they were sitting or standing in an abandoned train where they had a good view on who entered and who came out of the house. All this is, you can find all this now. All right, they did it for five months, like almost half a year, monitoring that house. Yeah, yeah. I have much more on this, but I should write a book only on this. There are things you cannot imagine, the corruption between the justice departments and, and mafia, uh, not only child traffickers, but also car, high, high, Price car trafficking, car, car drugs, yeah. weapons, it's all evolved. I know the names of judges who ordered uh, Testarossa to be taken away by, you know, people that uh, take you when you're not well parked. So they can have so, it? Absolutely. And they had it for little, even at that time, the minister of the Justice Department. I have the proof of that. Wow. Yeah. But that's so, just so important because that kind of stuff, I think, is really wrapped up in Epstein and Maxwell. That's absolutely. why they operated so freely for a quarter century is because they had pulled strings. And that's probably Dutro was really an underground. I mean, he was a child sex rapist and abductor, but he was also part of the underworld. And they, and they found out that he was getting money from Morocco, Saudi Arabia, there was he raped somebody in Czechoslovakia and filmed it, so he was an international monster. You mean the two? Yeah. Sure. Didn't, but didn't, yeah. but then again, you know, I have the autopsies of the two little girls, and that does not match. Absolutely, does not match his profile. Because there are also you never hear of this again. But they had two trucks of videos at the time. You know, there were these cassettes. They were not uh, sticks or anything. It were the video cassettes. Two trucks have been uh, filled with videos in the houses of the two. We never heard of them again. Tell me, why not? They just found that same thing in Epstein's mansion. Where, where these is it? Video, yeah, video things that had FBI tapes on them. Yeah. FBI tapes, that, that means he was collecting it Possibly giving it to the FBI, who then returned it to him. <coughs> yeah. Corruption off the charts. So they nobody knows that. where these videos are. And then you know, then all when they found the two, and they found the bodies of the two children. Um, you know, I can compare. Some of the videos have been described. I you cannot see them, but in the file, it is five hundred and fifty thousand pages. It is described what the truth does with the, the, the girl from Czechoslovakia, I think, where she was attached to the bed and dragged. And I'm not going into detail, but it is so childish. I mean, on a sexual level, he was, uh, I would categorize him around 14, 15 years. 
But then if I put the autopsies of those two little girls next to this, no. These this leisures are not inflicted by the true. This wow, is incredible. somebody else. Because are, I'm going to pick one. That, sorry to interrupt, but it's the two girls that were buried or the two girls who were left in the dungeon and died from malnourishment. Which one are... Which two girls? Well, there were four victims uh, buried, and he's uh, a, uh, an, an right, Weinstein, right? Weinstein, yeah, or Weinstein. Yeah, Weinstein. Yeah. Um, but the the two little girls, you know, the autopsies. Um, I'm going to give one horrific example, okay? So if you don't want to listen, cover your ears. It won't take long. Um, Melissa had, had uh, an enlarged rectum of 12 centimeters. I don't know in inches how much this is. You know, it's about that. Okay. Here is my little bottle. That. So it was, the rectum was enlarged by 12 centimeter diameter. In French, they say, elle a été empalée. This means that she has been uh, forced on like something like a baseball stick. There has not been an internal section autopsy. Explain that to me. Now, if you have these images and you have these descriptions and then you look at what he was doing, he was sure he will never this would never be discovered so he could have done something even more awful to this drugged girl on the bed but, but it i don't i don't say it's a minor offense but when i compare these two bodies operandi that's not the same person Wow, so it, that's the trafficking thing. And that reminds me, we talked in the pre-show about the Franklin cover-up, because I think one of the boys, they was like horrific levels of of abuse that were. So Dutro was wrapped up. And there was, there was like, you. we talked about Weinstein, but there were like 30 people around that case after the arrest who decided to commit suicide, disappeared. At accidents. Accidents, yeah. tons of accidents. So there was a yeah. huge murder. But in, in, in Germany, they because this has not been shown in Belgium, but in Germany, they made a documentary and they, they talk about 90 people around the case that are killed. Yeah. And there was, I think there was a thing, statement too, that there were untested DNA of hairs that were in the dungeon they're still just, there. Don't worry. After for no. 25 years, they are still there. Right. And so no they won't test it. Now would open up the whole thing. It's the web. People in the States are like, why aren't these other people involved in this trafficking network getting busted? And it's because, just been, because the system is in it. Head over heels. I'm sorry. Then we had a very good judge because otherwise the two would never have been found. But um, he then opened a free telephone line. Where people, when one of the, uh, one victim, Regina Luf X1 in the in the D2 BIS case, um, they called them X, right? X1, X2, X3. X1, X, yeah, X1 was Regina Luf. She later uh, came out in public. 
And um, she, because of this, her statements of the networks and the horrific things done to children by politicians, high placed people, uh, what's his name again? Um, Conerot. The judge right. he was like the his, good guy, right? He was yeah, he was a good guy. Immediately they said they put him aside. Right, they fired him though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, people could call to tell that they were they have been victims in these networks. It was overwhelming, overwhelming adults. Uh, juveniles who called that they were still in the network, that they were still abused by politicians, by high-placed people. And then Dutroux was going to be tried. And then the judge, no, the super judge, you know, you have, must be the, the attorney general, I think. We have other names for that. Uh, she decided that everything that had to do with networks was going to be handled in a separate case. That's why they called it the Dutroux Bis case. First, they were going to trial those five who were involved, and also Dutroux, of course. Well, it's 25 years ago. The Dutroux Bis case is still never there. happened, right? Never happened. So, for yeah. people who don't know, sorry to interrupt, but the five people were Dutroux, Michel Martin, His wife? Michel Lelevre. I can't, I can't speak French. Yeah, Michel Nehul. Or Nihu. And so there were other people. And then there were other police officers who got at least arrested. I don't know if they ended up going to jail, but it really did broaden outside of kind of uh Dutroux. Yeah, very little in jail. And anyway, uh, uh Nihul, he was not even tried for that, for something else. Trafficking drugs, I think. But they also there, there were big amounts of money coming in, in, the, in the, uh, on the Dutroux account. And, and, you know, each time when a child disappeared, hasn't been investigated. Right, uh, it, was, it was coming through his wife, right? Martin? Martin was like yeah, the launderer. But mm -hmm. that's Epstein and Maxwell. Nobody knows how they got all their money. Organ trafficking, sex trafficking. And that's, all of it? That, all yeah, of but, it? Yeah, but Corrine, it's in the millions, but... That's like, where's the judicial system just doing an inquiry for the public's benefit? Where is that money? Why isn't it obviously traceable? It's they do just this corruption the, off the charts yeah, in the States. Yeah, it's incredible. But you have to ask questions again by those who are now leading the trials. Or they are bright, or they are involved, or they well, are threatened and their I families tell you, are I'll tell you an interesting story. The judge for Maxwell, I don't know if you know this, but during the trial, she was offered an, an elevated seat from her judicial seat in New York, Southern District, New York, to I think it's the Second Circuit. So during the trial, she had to go in front of the Senate to get okayed to elevate her thing. It's such an obvious conflict that I just can't even believe Like the legal, it's not funny, but like this is it's crazy. almost crazy. It's almost funny. Bad. I shouldn't laugh. You're right. Yeah, You're right. but it's almost funny because this is, and that shows the uh, profile of the people involved. Um, 
And that's it. He was unemployed. So it's the same kind of thing. Like, what did Jeffrey Epstein do? How did Maxwell accrue $200 million? They come out of the blue, just as this Kingsay came out of the blue, as Freud came out of the blue, as all the others come out of the blue, and they are programmed, beat by MK Ultra. I don't know, uh, maybe otherwise. They are bribed. They are rotten to do the agenda of the people who want to install information the way it is, they think it is. Um, but when you take the profile of all these people, on an emotional level, they are between four and seven years of age. And you can see that in the way they handle things. They are themselves, without any doubt, being abused been tortured, been maltreated, and they are stuck in that age, emotionally. On, an, on, a, on a brain level, the rational level, and I, I, com I compare this with the snowman, you know, the three balls from a snowman. Mm -hmm. The upper one is the rational thinking. The middle one is feeling, emotions, love. Uh, there, I always put a little heart. And that the, the, the ball on the ground is everything that has to do with sexuality. In a normal being, a human being, this has to be fluent. With these people, the middle ball, emotions, is uh, destroyed or damaged, seriously damaged. From some, it is so destroyed that there is no other way than to give them the death penalty or put them on an island like that of Webstein with sharks around. Uh, some food for a year and, and they cannot come off this island anymore. They, you cannot allow these people in our society because look where we are at now. They are on top of everything, telling you when you can go out, when you stay in, if you have to put a diaper on your face or not. These are the same emotionally un um developed creatures yeah. and wasn't the true the true was like heavily abused right his mom they had called cps or whatever the equivalent was in belgium that their parents were super mean and nasty so that's yeah, but that is heart. another link that is not clear to me yet i've been searching on it can't find it we we had a colony congo was a colony from belgium he's born in in the congo congo right yeah, in, in Africa. Um, his, his parents were teachers. They went there to teach the black people. And, you know, these are, these are tribes on themselves. It were the French-speaking tribe from Belgium, and they did their so-called good work. Um, the father of Dutroux, nobody seems to know that, but I know people who knew him when they were also in Congo, he was named the man with the large, uh, l'homme avec la grande bite, um, with the large, uh, it, it's a slang word, but it's for penis, you know. Um, he raped everything that moved, women, children, men, the father of Dutroux. Now, Dutroux himself was a narcissistic personality. And that's because he had been overprotected by his mother. When there was food on the table and it was uh, very tender 
stake it was for Marc Dutroux. So bit by bit, in fact, he was untouchable. Children, there are two kinds of psychopaths. Those who become psychopaths because they lacked love and protection. But worse are those who had who were overprotected and uh, where the, the parent, most, it's the, most of the time it's the mother, but can be the father too. Look at the case of... Uh, how is his name again? Joran, who killed that girl of the islands there. And then he killed another girl and he's in prison in Mexico. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Joran, uh, I can't remember. <laughs> but he was from somewhere around there, either the Netherlands. Yeah, he, he is from the Netherlands, but his father yeah. was a judge on Aruba, I think. Yeah, he was yeah, I can't remember a victim. Yeah, what was the name? Somebody in the chat knows. What's the name of that girl who was on the island and she ended up disappearing and they never found her body? She was like a blonde-haired girl. Yeah. Somebody, somebody in listening to this knows this. But yeah, Yoram, he was like a big tennis player, kind of a rich kid's son. Yeah, but there it was the father who overprotected his son. And these are the parents that when there is something wrong at school, they are there within an hour to lecture the teachers, the director of school. And the, the message these children get is, it's always somebody else's fault. It can't be mine. Joram, Joram van der Sloot. Yeah, Joram van der Sloot. Mm -hmm. From the Netherlands, indeed. So we these knew it ones, as Natalie Holloway. That was huge news in the States of Natalie yeah, Holloway. Yeah, yeah. Holloway, indeed. Um, uh, these are more dangerous psychopaths than those who, who lacked uh, protection and love. And he was because, a, thought to be a serial killer. Jorn Vandersloot is thought to be bouncing around, killing people in Chile and yeah. there. Yeah. Anyway, it was their fault. It were it were the victims' fault. While uh, uh, a serial killer or a killer who rapes and sometimes tortures and kills a child, <coughs> they have a problem with themselves and society. <coughs> a narcissistic killer doesn't have a problem with himself at all. And the, 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 the society is at his yeah, at his feet. He uses what he, he, he can use and he will never question himself. So when I have to talk to people, killers and child rapers, I I'm not I'm not smart enough to start with the upper ball because they used all their energy to survive from their childhood abuse to become smart. So if I have to talk to this kind of uh, criminals, immediately I go to the second ball and I talk to the four to seven year old and they're lost. They give me everything. They're lost, they, they, they did develop that part. But these are things you don't you don't learn in universities. They, right. You have to be awakened and very attentive and connecting dots. And then you come to a point that they can't fuck around with you anymore. But not the system, not also. They can't fuck around with me. I know from the inside what better university do you want. 
Right. I've you've seen been. it first place. You've seen it first place. And I mean firsthand. And you've seen Detroit. And I think you wrote in your book, this book, Little Sinners, like the he had the girls brainwashed to think that he was the good guy. Like it gets super sick. Like they came to him, they thought everybody, the cops were the enemy. Like it was yeah. gets so dark, very, very evil. And Nahul himself, there were rumors about that guy, like eyes wide shut, you know, parties, uh, masks, orgy, black magic. Like yeah, well, but try, over. William, try to imagine how you were when you were between four and seven. Okay, we, at that age, you, you don't know what compassion is. They always say, I, I had my exams in California um, on psychopathy and I, I went in a discussion with the jury for my my essay and I, I said well it is a big mistake to say that uh psychopaths and uh, um, child killers and, and serial killers have no empathy they have more empathy than the average person because they know how to torture somebody they know exactly what to do to humiliate somebody because they've been there they felt all that what they lack is compassion. They don't have this. They don't care. But that's a big, big difference in profiling. Because if you know that they have empathy, you can work with that to get confessions, for instance. Right. I mean... And if you understand that they have, they have no compassion at all, for the wrong they did, for the hurt they did, um, and for the family, these people are lost. You, you can't start restoring them. 90% of the pedosexuals you can restore. With the right skills, you can restore. And you, in fact, you help them grow up on an emotional level very, very quickly, so they match their rational thinking and they are balanced. And then they ask, after two years of therapy, they say, uh, I can't remember what attracted me in a child. Well, in the beginning, everything that was important in their life was hurting others. As John Wetcher often says, hurt people hurt people. Did you ever, Corrine, did you follow up on this case and read the 2009? There was supposed to be some big leak from WikiLeaks that's in French. And I think it was like 500 pages. It was a dossier. Did you ever read through that or were you aware of that at all? I know that I started reading the first 30,000 pages of the of the file. And I made notes. I have to look for them. But they were, especially on a forensic level, you know, they, they pretend that those children have lived for nine months. That's impossible. Forensically, you can prove that. I have pictures from Elisa a week before she disappeared. Her mother told me, uh, elle avait une, née, une, une dent naissante. She had a tooth starting to grow at the age of eight. It's normal. You know, the other one was gone and it was only two, three millimeters. We know that a tooth grows within six months. You have, your whole tooth is there when you change the, your teeth as a child. On the uh, autopsy photos, you see that the toe did not grow. 
The same with the hair. The hair of Melissa was, let's say, just there. Normally, in nine months, when you know that hair grows approximately one centimeter, two millimeters a month, the hair would have been like that. You will not tell me that the two went to the hairdresser with these children, do you? And all this, you know, are things that have not been examined, which means they have no clue how to do an investigation because every little detail is important. They found the bodies, the bodies of Anne and Aphia buried. You see that Anne was not dead when she had been buried because there is not only the, the package of the, the pills she just pushed into her throat, the package was still there, but also a lot of sand from the burying. I know for certain that she has had not been initially uh, buried there. But there is no comparison of the soil from his garden with where she had been found. And that was on the property of Weinstein, his accomplice, whom he killed also. So I, I started to make notes, but it's so much. You know, before you read a book, it takes a few days. Now I'm talking about 550,000 pages. Just it's not just enough. reading. You just have to sit there with your, your look on it. Oh, whoa, wait, this is not possible. And then you write and you write and you write. There's so many forensic proof that should have been used, like the autopsy, the internal autopsy has not been done. You know, it, it is a mess. But it is wanted that way. Right. It's wanted that way. I mean, wasn't the allegation Nihul was really the brains of Dutrol and Nihul had the elite kind of yeah, he was, family he was the connection. contacts? Yeah. Yeah. And that was the relationship. So the getter on the street was true to Nihul to the elite of Belgium. Would you agree with that? Absolutely, yeah. But he was not the only one. Uh, Dutroux was a handler, just as uh, uh, Niul, who participated in orgies, uh, was also a handler, but a, a level higher. And, and they, they exchanged also big, big uh, packets of ecstasy. There was not only money, but also ecstasy. But when I look at the case of Epstein, it is even on a much higher level. But the blueprint is the same. If I, if I think of the case in the Netherlands, the Rolodex case, where I've been threatened by police departments to drop my patients, which I will never do. I don't care what they said. I, I taped some of the threats. Uh, then, and I, I see how they do it. She was a crown witness. They, they, when she had to be uh, interrogated by the investigators, she was... She was bonded on a share which for, for a witness is it's unthinkable you don't do this they showed her they showed her videos that they found uh, on high level searches uh with to uh, torturing of children on it raping babies everything and it is forbidden by law to confront a witness with moving images and with sound it has to be. It have to be stills. It was not the case. So she was. She was 
really taped in for 12 hours, was not allowed to go to the bathroom um, because she had been in it. And she contacted me after I solved the case of a, of a girl they found. It was only her, her thumb, I think, without legs and arms and without head, you know, torso. Torso. Yeah, they found it next to highway. Then later on, they found a little hand. They found uh, a leg, and you know, and they didn't know who this kid was. And it was a five-year-old girl. Then at the end, you know, I didn't want to take this case because I already had three hundred twenty cases all over the world alone. I have no police station. I mean, I have no funds from the government, which is a good thing. But I must be able to do it, you know. And so I helped the media. At the time, it was the mainstream media. They did a good job at the time. And I knew the police was reading what I was saying. So I connected all the dots. And at a point, they found a hat at you know, completely the other end of the Netherlands on a beach. But it was completely eaten by birds. And I said, well, there are two good people, very skilled people in reconstructing the skull of of people one is in in england and one is in france and i didn't hear anything about it then again the television station started to call me oh they they have a reconstruction of the the face of the girl uh, but the police refuses to publish it i said well just bury it with all the unsolved cases and we're done with that i know it was a friday and then on monday they published it anyway Immediately, within an hour, a teacher called saying, I think I know who this girl is because she had two feet who were separated before in front. And then she, um, she said, normally she would have been in my class this year in September because all this was going on in September. But because the parents told me that they were moving to another city, I wasn't expecting her, but I think it is Rowena. Immediately, they started to search for these parents. Again, the media called me. Oh, there is really a, a search in the Netherlands um, uh, to find these parents. I said, well, come on, use your brain. These people read newspapers. They watch television. They know they are searched. Yeah, but what do we have to do? I said, you know, you from the Netherlands, you so love going on vacation with your campers find out where normally they go on holiday with their camper. A week later, they were arrested in Spain on a camping place. And this was ritual abuse. This was ritual torture and, um, and cutting the, the, the child up. What, uh, what, was there a name for that case or the name for the perpetrators? Uh, uh, what year I, was that? I don't remember, you know. I, okay. I don't even know what day we are. So when you work always, then it doesn't matter. I can, I can spell it in Dutch. I see I cannot put something here. Can I put uh, something? You can actually put, I don't know. I think you might be able to write a comment down there. You can probably. Yeah, but then everybody, yeah, well, everybody may know. Wait, wait, where do I do that? Share. But normally stay. I have Zoom and. Yeah, this is kind of like Zoom, but uh, we're live, like people are listening to the stream. 
And yep. I think you can either type it in. If you say private chat, if you click on that, you can type it in there. Where or you can I type it in. There should be a, a comment section down there. Uh, I see. Here. At least it is online. I mean, I, well, even if it's public, it's not a problem. Uh, it's not a problem for I, me, but I don't, I don't mind. If you don't mind. Share, no, stop cam, cam. Yeah, go, no to private, stop. go to private chat on the upper. It would be your upper right-hand side. So it would be by the, do you see the comments that are popping up? You should yeah, be able to see. see the comments. So just to the right of those comments goes comments, banners, brand, private chat. So you could either put it in comments or private chat. Whatever. Maybe I have it, let's put it. <clears throat> oh yeah, I see. Okay. Uh, comments or private chat, okay. It's in, in Dutch, but I, I put the translation. So people might it. just reference it or see it. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Hold on. But I mean, we talked kind of, I mean, I don't want to interrupt you while you're, while you're typing, but we talked um, in the pre-show kind of about how, I'm, I called it Mystery Babylon, but how this blackmail occultism stuff has worked all over the world. Like, I mean, a lot of these people are somehow integrated into a, a global kind of system that they're all like what happened with Epstein is just one part of a bigger. Yeah, but it's, well, it's a big one. Yeah. It's a big one. I think it was that is involved, but all this goes back to Asian times. And that is what is so horrible. But um, the thing is that people, don't know that many of these children are programmed to trap adult people that the system can use. For instance, Regina Louf, X1, I've been talking about. I have all this on tape. She told me, yes, that's it. Let me, tra you. Let me translate it, see if I can translate it. Rowena. You see the name in it, Rowena? Girl of Nolde. Yeah. To Rowena Rikers. So, and then you have all these thousands of things happening. The girl who contacted me, who was this crown witness in the Rolodex case, she wrote a book about her uh, satanic family and how her niece, because Rowena was her niece, the girl of five who had been cut up, was her niece. And, and she contacted me a year later saying this was my niece and uh, it is a satanic uh, uh, sacrifice and she said that she has been in this in this sect also now of course they never dug that deep the parents have been sentenced and in the Netherlands it's not much but um she started to, to work with me because she was very, very traumatized about her past. And then you see that the way they treat this young woman in the police stations, that's not normal. That's not normal. You know, at a certain point, she said to me, uh, I had a, a baby when I was 12 years old. Just like Regina Love, she also had children. I have another one 
in Belgium had nine babies in the network. Nobody knows. Wow. About. Wow. Um, but and but you, uh, you find uh, Luf, Lauf, L-A-U-F, she's credible as a witness, right? She's done all kinds of Absolutely, because I, I asked her things that nobody knew, and I, I went to France to control it myself, and indeed, I found it. Things she could absolutely not know. And all these names and those you are know. horrible stories, like tales of yeah, absolutely, yeah, it is. But it's the same, and people should stop saying that we Americans we are bad. It's not true. You are not bad. Most people are incredible, incredible good people, but they are being they they are being lied to. They 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 are. We cannot imagine doing these things. So we think that's, oh, well, this is all... Uh, uh, Unbelievable. It's, they're not yeah, comprehensible. But I, I, I asked this girl, when you had a, if you had a child at your age, two, as she said, yeah, I even think that I know where, where my child went. Oh, I said, where did it go? It went to a niece of mine who has been so tortured uh, inside that she couldn't have children anymore. And I said, are you sure of that? And she said, well, not sure, but pretty sure. I said, so you are in contact with your own child and the child doesn't know. So it, it's just something I think. I said, well, ask her for DNA and compare it to yours. And it was a fit. She had that child at 12. Wow. So there's I only... stories, yeah, there's stories with like the Epstein case where there's children that aren't accounted for, people who've come from Venezuela, uh, Mexico, there's uh, Haiti, things that aren't accounted for. And there's a really creepy statement by Virginia Jufre in her autobiography that Epstein and Maxwell sat her down at that pedophile Lolita Island place and said, we want you to have a baby for us. Yeah. No questions asked. Just we'll take the baby. Nobody knows what's that for. But I mean, the speculation is very dark. Yeah. And as long that uh, that it is not digging up, we all will uh, be very reluctant towards the system. Because these are the most gruesome things Uh done to, to human beings, to children, to babies, even in uterus, they torture children to prepare them for their satanic, uh, you know, it doesn't mean they don't know. I saw that picture, that uh, little movie from uh, Hillary Clinton, Clinton, and you now it looks like these are two worlds, I mean, how do they split like that when they take off the face of a five-year-old girl? She and her spokeswoman, uh, uh, Abedin, no. Yeah, Huma yeah, Abedin, yeah. Yeah, Abedin. Then you have, there is, the, there is that little film of... Uh, they call it the, Frazzle Drip? Frazzle Drip? No, with, with, with the little boy in the, in the shower. I oh, think yeah, it for was that. a, That's what, a husband. Uh, was it the husband of Abedi? No, it was her campaign manager. His name yeah, was John Podesta. Yeah, Podesta. Supposedly John Podesta, yeah. allegedly. When you hear him with that little boy in the shower, call me daddy, call me daddy. This is a child yelling to a child. 
It is your, well, I even said in interviews before, I would give money to have a live interview with Hillary Clinton. I'll have her on her knees by the end of the interview. You just have to know how to enter them. Well, they have, kind of, they have a connection to an international occultist in Marina Abramovich. She's all over the place with celebrities and things like that doing strange things, so supposedly art or performance art or whatever, but, you know, somebody's, somebody's ritual is another person's performance art. Um, yeah, but then it's all the same again who are giving this the value. Well, nobody sees the value in it, but it means that they don't understand how a normal human being is functioning. But they do know the difference between good and bad. Uh, don't make a mistake. They choose to do the bad. It is a choice. It is not a disease. Those psychiatrists can tell me whatever they want. When I have them in, in therapy or in, in examination, after six months, they all tell me the same. I did it because I liked it. So stop talking about dissociation and this and not responsible. They made a choice. It is not a disease. You will see that on my website. I made completely different um, uh, protection campaigns where I put the blame where it belongs. They teach children to say no to sexual abuse, right? It's in your country, it's in mine, it is everywhere, all over the world. It's up to the child to say no. I mean, there's a push there. There's a push of normalization. No question. No, there is a push of putting the blame where it doesn't belong. I did expertise on men who raped their three-month-old babies. Tell me how a baby can say, no, I don't want this. So it is a program. The, and that's why it's so important to work with both offenders and uh, victims. There must be somewhere in uh, prevention. You will find it. Um, uh, that, I mean, that's why it's important. You can't know this if you don't work with the offenders. They will tell you, but the child didn't say no. How do you know? How do you know that? Well, it giggled. And uh, at the beginning, you know, years ago, I thought, yeah, well, maybe they are not all violent. Maybe the child liked it. And so then a few weeks later, I have the victim. And then I asked the victim, well, I have a very, very diff difficult question for you. You know, I'm very straightforward. No protocols. I have no time for protocols. But I will respect the feelings of all of them. I said, it's very difficult, I know. But please tell me, the moment he started to undress you, now, people do not have, have to tell me exactly what has been done. Use the right language. Never say what happened. It didn't happen. It has been done to you. Use the right language. He did this to me. It was a choice. So then I asked this victim, well, um, what did you do when he started to undress you? And then you see, wow, the, the eyes go down. They, they are ashamed and all that. I said, tell me, I've heard so many things. Just tell me. And then they they started saying, well, I giggled. I said, why did you giggle? Well, I was ashamed. I was afraid. I didn't know what to do. 
I wasn't easy. So the perception of the abuser is right. The child loved, the child giggled, so she liked it. But the interpretation is wrong. She didn't love because she liked it. You don't, you don't learn this in universities. Karine, do you mind taking a few questions from uh, the listeners? Sure, absolutely. Okay. Got one. Do you? This is from Tracy. She says, "What does she think about the media's denial of these rituals, aka in the states they call it satanic panic? That's kind of how they whitewash it." Uh, I think that it is for a part because they can't fathom it themselves. Um, in the true case, uh, uh, Douglas de Koning did write a book about it. He was a journalist, but then you know they stop. There is part of an ethic that wants to protect the people, the population, because it's it's unimaginable. In unimaginable what they do to children and still do and always more and because we have no justice system anymore nor in Europe nor in the United States what's the problem they are entitled to do that there are already political parties now from pedo criminals and please don't call them pedophiles they are not they do not love children. Pedophile means loving children. It's Greek. They have they like sex with children. That's something completely different. So the denial is partly to protect the population. The denial is also by the mainstream media because um, they are paid by the system. Um, so they, they risk losing their jobs. Many journalists who did speak truth have been killed. Not only journalists, also doctors in, in the vaccine cases, more and more. Um, so there is a, 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 a tremendous protection so that the people don't get aware, which means that for all those thousands and thousands of victims, 100,000 victims, uh, they have no hope. Right. I mean, the, the interesting thing about Epstein is there were a lot more victims once they felt like they could come out from under the, uh, you know, where they were hiding. They came out. There was a lot that came out that nobody knew about. But once they felt safe, some of them came out. So did yeah, you ever hear about that? Where's the justice? Not much, Not for, I mean, like I said, they've only got Maxwell and Epstein. There's a huge network of interlocking circles that come out from them supporters all kinds of people uh, no you have so much information proof do you know i have nowhere to go with it nowhere because if i bring it it is it is hidden it is nobody will find it but there should be a system where we can go here is the proof there ain't do you think this is normal no. If it isn't even possible for me, I've never been a victim. Where do the victims have to go? The only thing they have now is people like you. And don't say the alternative media, because that's not the right word. Use the right words. You are the ethical, or you're supposed to be the ethical media. Supposed to be, right? 
But that's all these people can go to, to get some recognition. I'm not even talking about justice. So don't tell me the system isn't rotten to the core. The alternative media comprises a lot of different people. And some of those people, I wouldn't trust trying to tell my story if it had to do with this. Have you ever heard of the cult allegations of Abrasax? Like that's sure. even on the way. Okay, so you know. Sure. Yeah, yeah. She, she, she called me. She won in, in the middle of this 2K. She called me. She, he, you know, was something. Uh, um, there was something weird with this story. All of a sudden, many things happen, and you think, what's this? What's going on? And she she wanted to connect with me. And the day after, there was an article in Le Soir, the French, the French talking part of my country, where of course the most hit, because it happened in their corrupt system, much more than in the Dutch-speaking part of our country, and that's almost half-half. Um, the next day, there was an article in Le Soir, and it, it's, it was the most notorious newspaper in Belgium, even in airports all over the world, where um, there was an article about me in the middle of the Dutroux case. Dutroux had such a, a little square. I had a whole page wow. of this commis the commissioner to, for the for the defense of the children, uh, Claude Lelievre, who had been heard before the Commission du Tout, who said that it was my fault that the investigation went wrong. Wow. So yeah. there's blame shifting. Wow. And she is pretending to have made a profile of the serial killer, uh, but she made it after he was arrested. I have the proof. I have the newspaper from more than a year before he was arrested. I had sent faxes to Paris to people I know in the police department. Please, can you look out for these two little girls? So I have proof. No? And then immediately you see very strange things happening, and then you already know, uh-oh, the mainstream media is completely into it. And again, it is again into it. Explains a lot here in the States. Same type of thing. I'm telling you, the dude exactly. is the, it's just an overlapping, almost a carbon copy, yeah. all kinds of weird yeah. stuff, promotions, strange evidence disappears. People don't follow up on leads. Uh, no. There's a huge, nobody follows up on the criminals, the Johns, they call them here, people using the services. Even here on this, uh, on this WikiLeaks page, Michaud, who's, who bungled it, ended up not losing his job and got promoted. So that should, that's also one of those upside down. Michelle, yeah, you mean Michelle? Yes, I think her name, her name is he, yeah, he's passed away. It says what? here, according, there was a like an article here in the states by Voss, or I can't remember her name, but it says he was subsequently promoted to the position of police commissioner. Who failed yeah, to but, say, but, but Renee Michelle was one of these police officers, there were six of them in there, there was before a year before where I've been questioned. One of them was Michelle. I have the names, I have everything, I keep everything. Uh, he was the one who heard children in the basement. Right. And he said he, he's sure it was from outside. Yeah, sure. So he's downstairs and he heard it from outside. Yeah, but That's this man, su suspicious he, as heck, you know. Yeah, but if you know, but it's, it brings us to why I have, I have the proof of it, but it's in French, that Michaud Dutroux 
Michel Martin and Niul and even uh, you know the, the the head of gendarmeries in different uh, um, states in, in Belgium, they met each other. There were you know the collector of cars who are more part as I told before. Um, I have all this. I have all this proof. They met each other together there. Because I have a witness who had been raped by her boss, who had this station where they they took in and they had a big hangar, you know, uh, 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 um, where they put all the very very expensive cars, mm -hmm. and the twenty fourth at night when the children disappeared, she had to stay there at night in a little apartment. To, to watch over the cars. She heard children crying in this big, big, uh, yeah, how do you call it? Hunger? Like a this... garage, like a garage? Yeah, it was tremendous. And she went down with the flashlight in the night to listen, where does, where do these, these noises come from? Children crying. So this one was involved too. So it's one mess, and I have this proof. I have the, the, the police uh, investigation in the rape case. I have everything. Her witness, everything. Where do I go with it? Where do the victims go in the Epstein case with, which are not in the light yet? Right. When they see when they see a trial like that from uh, uh, Guilain, Maxwell. Maxwell, I wouldn't come forward, you know. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I know no. I would be dead. Yeah, so you, victims... we talked about the Franklin case in the pre-show, and those kids that went forward, the opposite happened. They went to jail. Yeah. The kids who came forward went to jail instead of the perpetrator. Yeah, yeah. So this. So there is only one thing to do, uh, William, and that is starting parallel systems that do work. If I would have had more time, I would start with the police academy to teach them about this, because this is the worst of the worst. If we do not handle this, why waste time in a burglary? I mean, it's start a, with the worst. It's a systemic problem that affects Absolutely. the entire Absolutely. system. And yeah. that, it explains a lot about weird things that happen in the United States where Politicians don't go after certain subjects where certain problems aren't done, where there's total silence about other corruptions. These types of uh, underground networks make make a perfect uh, rationale for why that's happening. So, you no, know, the bad thing important. is that we paid for this with our taxes. Right. I mean, it's even more sick. Yeah, it's very. Sick. Yeah, it, it it makes us complicit in the system. In well, fact, the system is yeah, it's not protecting people. If it's not protecting and finding no, out who not... the perpetrators are, the real criminals probably the facilitators like Dutroux and some of these people are bad, but the real people sustaining their criminality uh, are part of the issue too, and they're going to be neglected in, here in the States in, in the Epstein-Maxwell case, so that's too bad. Yeah, but don't, Ras yeah, don't let, the, let us split it up anymore, okay? It's all in the right words. In, 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 in the English language, you, you say the girl's being raped, right? 
Right. In the French language, they say, elle s'est fait violer. Now I'm going to translate this literally. She has herself been raped. So it's different. You so see the, the message is coming right, in? So the onus is more on the victim than on the perpetrator. Yeah, and then you, you ask these victims, well, why did you allow it? It's in the words, it's in the language. Don't underestimate. This is the first contact between people besides eye contact, and then you talk. If you don't use the right language, they do it because they like it. End of story, right? right. I've been raped, not I let myself being raped. Right. So you have to know different languages. And of course, because English is not my, my mother tongue, things are hitting me in your language, but also in French, because it's not my language either. My language is Dutch. So I'm very much more attentive um, on these little differences. So it is completely infiltrated in our brain. Right, that's really, that's, that's really what part of the battle, right? The very important part. Yeah. And if you, people like you get this out, at least you reach at least 30% of the population, you start thinking, oh my God, oh my God, what, what did they do to us and to our brain? Yeah, no, it's pretty disturbing. So Amber asks you this question, Corrine. Uh, does, do you help train people on profiling yeah. cases? It is starting by profiling the victim, by working with them. So it are 10 models. Uh, the first ones are about adults who had been victims in their childhood, but still suffer from it because nothing has been done. Then we go to children, because people, people can be a perfect, the mothers and fathers can be the perfect therapists for their own children. Um, we go to, to a workbook, you get a workbook with it uh, to start working with a victim or in your own practice later, when you're finished and you have the, your dipl diploma from the academy. And we help people, we send victims. I have still 13,000 emails to handle of people asking for help for themselves, for their children. I don't know where to send these people to, so I need trained people. So we help them by sending them victims and I follow up so that nothing goes wrong for the victim, right? There's an exam at the end of the 10 models too. And we have to make an army of people working with victims and offenders Offenders is a completely different approach. Offenders do never come to your office by their own will. They are sent by probation officers, by the judge, by lawyers, maybe sometimes a family doctor. Um, never they will contact you by their, because they don't think they have a problem. Victims do. So the, the approach of working with both is different. A victim have, has all interest to tell you the truth because they want to heal, they want to restore. An offender has all the advantages to lie, to deceit, to minimize, and they all do. They start by... Um, uh, my head is tired and then it's a bit difficult for to talk in another language. By denying. This all start by... No, 
I'm not that kind of a person. Uh, I wasn't there. I was on a holiday. And in the excuses, you're already here. So if you were not on holiday, you would have raped that little girl. And then they're lost. Mind you, you're talking to four to seven years old, okay? Uh, they then, after uh, denying, and you start having proof, they start minimizing. Yeah, but I, I was drunk and I didn't know what I did. And then you, after that, they start admitting some cases. When you work six months with them, with somebody who has been in prison for five rapes of children, after five, six months, you ask them, okay, that's come clear. I have a very good contact with them, you know. I make them coffee or tea and we work together. Uh, and then I ask them, okay, let's come clear. How many victims were there? Because, you know, you're, you're, you're 47, five victims. I don't buy it, you know. And then they say, well, no, it were more. How much? Well, about 25. And then I say, 50? Okay, 50. And then they're not. Yeah. So for five you're working with somebody who raped 50 children. Keep that in mind. Make the, the, the punishments with them. Okay, 50 children. And you got, you got probation. That's not going to work. That's not going to work. Okay, make that list of all the victims you remember. Make that list. I'm going to find them and you're going to pay their therapy. Okay. Otherwise, we go to the Justice Department, who isn't working. It isn't working. So I make my own uh, punishments for them. They have to stay in therapy, but you will also pay all the damages that you had done. It's not up to society to pay the damages of the person who did it. The person who did it will pay it. It's a good lesson. So it's a completely different approach. Gotcha. But it works. I have not one offender who reoffended in 35 years. Wow. Without skill therapy, you can you can look it up. The relapse is around 97 to 98 percent within an average of four days after leaving prison. Wow, that's that's incredible. 90% of the prison population has been victim of child sex abuse. So it, it, it circles, the circles, the circles. The cycle, recidivism. And, yeah, and they don't want to get rid of it because it serves them well. Each victim is a better slave. One Jesuit told me once, uh, you know, he was laughing. I was shocked. Give me a child under the age of 12 and it will be always mine, for I'll always mine. He was right. And that's a whole other show, the Catholic Church and some of these other churches. Yeah. It's not just the Catholic, in the States, it's not just the Catholic Church. but the Catholic make, make, make a difference between Christianity and Catholic. They oh. just hijacked the there's Christian. A there's a difference, yeah. Absolutely. But they hijack everything. Uh, NGOs had all at the start a good intention. They used this as covers for their evil. To, to have the money of the people. People pay to NGOs because this do good, they do good work and all that. It doesn't get there. 
Oh, you should see some of the. That's a great mode mode for corruption. Ma Maxwell had an NGO. She called it terror. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a great way to uh, get tax free money. And, so they uh, use the yeah. goodness of the people to rob them. So Don't true. give to organizations, even not the Red Cross. Help the people in your environment. Yeah, if you know where the money's going, you give it straight there. Another question from Tracy. Have you ever had any spiritual events or demonic entities like in these places or anything like that? Uh, she means when I go on these places. Like if you've been to the sites of one of these things happen or anything like that happened to you? No, but when, when I've been on a crime scene, uh, then the days after things come in that I, I didn't notice on the moment itself. So you I definitely are receiving ideas and stuff once yeah. you're, once you're it there. It opens up things. Oh my God. Yeah. I have to go back. Cause because you're there on that, in that documentary, you're definitely at that uh, crime scene of where those two girls were taken. Let me see if I can find that. Yeah. Many times, but uh, it, it is also that you, you have to have all those gates open and then you see what comes in, but you base yourself on, forensics and on facts and from there on of course i had victims who had been possessed because of the trauma but if you don't fear these demons can't do you anything as this police uh, uh, woman said at the point but after harassing me and and threatening me for 18 months uh, following me, I was followed. Although they, they have no right to come in Belgium, they, if there's something, they have to notice this to, my, to the police of my country. But I just didn't care, you know. It's just like now they are just they, they are just voting uh, uh, laws without the people knowing and not being not agreeing about them. They, they just they are in power. So we came to a point that she said to me. But Miss Hutz about, aren't you afraid to die? That's Douglas, you see there. Douglas the Coning. Just Douglas, yeah, there's you on site right there. This yeah. is right where those two girls got abducted. Yeah, that you know, see that you see that the, the cord has been cut. I did I did remember this one. From yeah, you're kind of explaining, like you kind of and you had it right. Talking about the bridge and where the girls yeah. were. Yeah. Oh, I, I don't have this one. Yeah, I can send Maybe. it to you. I'll send you the link here. I'll put the link. <laughs> link is in the chat. You can just click on the chat. Or I'll put it right in the private. Okay, it's perfect. I didn't have this one. Never saw it. But I, she said, oh, "Aren't you afraid to die?" And I said, oh, "Don't you don't you like to live?" She said. She said, "It's not that I don't like life." But you know, if I have to die tomorrow, I'm ready. What about you? It was all silence for minutes and then she dropped the phone. So if you're strong in yourself and they can't push you off who you are, there's nothing they can do. They are these four to seven year olds. And once you know that, you're very strong, you know. They just they just hope you fear. I don't fear. I don't fear anything. 
And if I have to die, it's okay, I'll die. My head straight up. I'm not like a coward. Apparently, they fear that. It's good. Suits me fine. Here's another question from Amber. She says, how do do you get involved now? Do people contact you? Or can't you profile and spot victims? It depends. Sometimes it's your judges, judges when there is a murder case. Sometimes it is the media even. Sometimes uh, lawyers uh, who who's the parents of a victim who disappeared come to seek the, yeah go see a lawyer or a victim that has been murdered and the case is not f- being followed up. Uh, it, it can be from everywhere. Yeah, I never go for myself for a case, but uh, there is so much work and I wish I, I had a few already who are working. But of course, I will not let them start with murder cases or disappearance. That's too difficult. But they will get there. We need trained people. Really, we need trained people to take our world back. That's the only way to take our world back. Right. That's really true. Um, And can you talk about your program, your website, and where people can contact you? I think there is a contact uh, in... In the top line contact, you see, we are now working on the on the on the website because so many books had to be. Ordered. We didn't expect so much people um, subscribing for for the training, so we weren't even finished with the website, and we tried to work it out now to so that the bookshop is done. I have no, you know, I'm lacking a month per day to have everything done. You see, there are 20 books. I have to fill them in. Some of them had to go for translation to English. Some I, ha- some I have to write uh, an epilogue because I solved the case who has been, has been draining around for 35 years. And now they found him. In fact, the police completely based themselves on my work. There's a documentary about it. Kiatue Cecil Block. Who killed Cecil Block? Um, you know, there's so much work. I don't know where to start. And people can reach out to you through the website. You have a yeah, Facebook page. Yeah, there's a lot too, right? of it, idiot. If they still have questions, please send me an email. I'll try to respond as soon as possible. Or my assistant, Sophie. She does a tremendous good work. And she's already working with offenders now. Hey, there's Adi Adz. I didn't know you had a car. I didn't know you discussed that with him. He was covering the Maxwell trial. Yeah. So, yeah, he was very much. He's good. He's good. Yeah. I like him. He was on site. So he was on site following all that stuff. So mm. I wasn't aware of that. I didn't look at your. As is Cat uh, Waters. She also is on the trial regularly in New York. I don't know who that is. Um, is there anything you'd like to add? Anything I missed before we wrap it up? All your contact information is on your website, which I will include in the show notes. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, Well, the only thing I want to add is, in fact, for your viewers, don't be a coward. Put your fear apart and do the right thing and don't look back. Don't expect uh, to be paid. You have to be paid because everybody has bills to pay. But um, uh, don't expect to be put on a pedestal. Don't go for titles, but for results. Have you seen there? I saw it. It's up to you to say no. The man with the prison there. That. This, people who are not even having the training, go to my website, 
print out the, the prevention campaign. There are many of them. And take them everywhere. Because if offenders see, have the feeling that they are observed, their erection is gone. They go all the way because nobody is focusing on them. They must have the feeling that everybody, there is one of the flyers, we are watching you. These are viruses, if we talk about viruses, that are put into the fantasies of, the pervert fantasies of offenders. Put them in. Put them in. Put viruses in. My offenders have to, to, to tell me their most exciting pervert fantasies. And then I listen to them. And then at a certain point, when they take off the clothes of the of the, the child and all that on the kitchen table, I put my virus. Okay, stop. Now imagine the door goes open, your wife comes in with your children, the neighbors are watching, the police is there, the cameras are there from the television station, you're there in your naked buttocks with an erection and a, a four-year-old child on your table naked. Never again they can use that fantasy. Never again. Because, because in their fantasy, it all goes fine. Of course, they are in control. But if you put, and that's one of the methods I, I teach people when they have to work with offenders, when you put a virus in that fantasy, each time they start that fantasy, they will say, Oh God, imagine somebody sees me. The virus is in, you can't get it out anymore. Anymore. So they have to produce another one, but then again they will think, oh yeah, but imagine somebody sees me. That's why I started from desperation because nobody did it. This uh, prevention campaigns to protect children. I want billboards next to highways, sir, if you're caressing your child, is it for you or for the child? I'm not offending. It's just a question. If I put, are you one of them? They have the feeling, fuck, they are watching me. They know. Put your viruses in. Print them out. You can have them for free. Print them out. Make billboards. Put them everywhere. These are the things that are helping. Um, it is interesting. When, when you say that, though, that comes to mind, I, I read the autobiography of this woman who's doing a lot of lawsuits in the Epstein case, Virginia Dufre. And there was a paragraph that I remember. She said they, they were living out their fantasy through her. And they had this very developed fantasies about this kind of ideal. And it was mm -hmm. like something in her mind that was playing out. So bring that to mind when you're talking about that. So Don't underestimate fantasies. They can torture you forever to to uh, to um, to confess things, but they will never be able to get into your fantasies because they they, they can't. They don't know you. You can tell another story in plus in in, in place of your fantasies. But your fantasies, you can only, by external things, infiltrate with viruses. That will not go away. And that's important. That's important. We have to take a complete different 
um, approach to save our children. We are talking about fucking children. And we are not, as adults, protecting them. We are not. We are going with the narrative. And the narrative is your children do not belong to you. You can feed them. You can bond them. But we are, we are educating them. Get them out of their claws. Great. That's a great way to end it. Thank you so much for your time. What an inspiration. I think a lot of the listeners really were really intensely enjoying you relating all that experience that you had. And your website, again, I will put in the show notes. And again, nice. the, thank you. And again, and the guest. Everybody's welcome. Don't think I'm too old or I am, maybe I'm too stupid. It has nothing to do with intelligence. It has to do with humanity, okay? Children need you now. Adults who, who are still children because they are still suffering need you. Amen. And again, your website is timetotalkaboutit.org and the author's name and uh, the professor's name, really, of criminal profiling is Kareen Hutzabout. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you, Kareen. Appreciate it. Thank you very much, uh, William. And maybe we'll meet later. Yeah, okay? maybe sometimes. Stay there. Be stay careful. There. Okay. okay. I, I always am. <laughs>